welcome to the Natural Health 365 podcast, natural solutions for everyday problems. Are you looking for natural health solutions? Visit naturalhealth365.com for a free subscription to our newsletter, free shows, plus some great gifts. And now, here's your host, Jonathan Landsman. All right, thank you for joining us. Our show today is a really important one, laundry product warning, hidden chemical dangers, and a solution. What exactly is the problem with many of the laundry products sold throughout the United States? And more importantly, how does this affect our health? The answer may surprise you. For starters, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration does not regulate this industry like food and medicine. But if you ask me, it's not that the uh, FDA does such a great job with those categories as well. But anyway, the fact is, manufacturers of everyday cleaning solutions are not legally required to list ingredients unless they're deemed, as they say, potentially harmful. The trouble is, many of these chemicals in these popular items that we see on store shelves have not been adequately tested for safety. So the bottom line is, don't be fooled by deceptive marketing of toxic laundry products. Despite the safe appearance portrayed in many TV commercials, most laundry detergents are filled with artificial fragrances, cancer-causing chemicals, petroleum-based carriers, synthetic brighteners, and dyes. The question is clear. Why would anyone concerned about their health want to put these chemicals on their clothes? Keep in mind, when we use chemicals on our clothes, they will end up getting absorbed through our skin. And we all know that toxins place an unwanted burden on our detoxification pathways and overall immune function. Simply put, avoiding toxins is one of the best things you can do for your health, especially if you're dealing with chronic health problems like allergies, autoimmune disorders, or even cancer. Today on the Natural 365 podcast, I'll introduce you to a better way of cleaning your clothes without the need for toxic chemicals. Before we meet our special guests, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Live On Labs, makers of the highest quality nutritional supplements on the market. The difference is in the delivery system. To learn more, visit liveonlabs.com. That's L-I-V-O-N-L-A-B-S dot com. And now, please join me in welcoming Stephen Ezel to our show. Stephen, welcome. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Stephen, why don't we start off? I know a lot of people may not be familiar with your background or who you are and your company, but how did you start off with your non-toxic journey? Wow. Well, that actually brings me back uh, a little over 10 years ago. Jonathan, my uh, oldest son is now 10. I'm I have a double-digit kid. We have, we're, we're blessed with four children, but I can't believe I have a double-digit child at this point in my life. I never thought it would happen. But when he was a tiny infant, just a couple weeks old, he broke out in a head-to-toe rash, literally just from the, like the back of his head, literally all the way down to his heels. It looked like he was whipped, um, and I was frightened. You know, as a new dad, you know, now you have four kids, so if everyone's breathing and no one's bleeding, it's okay. But when you, you know, you're a new dad, I, I was never, you know, I was freaked out. Like, I didn't know what to do. Um, so we, you know, we went and I, you know, I was giving him his, one of his first baths. I was on like second bath duty as dad of the year award. 
And so I was totally scared. And my wife came, who was a registered nurse, and she was, you know, she got very, you know, nervous. So we went straight to the ER and then sent to dermatologists and then to his pediatrician and kind of like chasing this, this rabbit trail. And then he was like this baby little infant. They want to put him on all these steroid creams and these, you know, antihistamines and all this stuff. I'm like, how is this possible? So a friend of the family says, hey, what do you use for laundry detergent? I was like, laundry detergent? I was like, well, you know, whatever, what, you know, the big bright bottle, the one that my grandmother used. So why don't, why don't you try something different? You know, use one of these, you know, all, you know, these different free and clear, you know, non-toxic eco brands. I was like, uh, okay. So he went through this process and stripped his clothing and his bedding and, and then, you know, clean his clothes and, you know, some non-toxic stuff. And then within a couple of days, everything cleared up and it was done. And I was like, wait a second, laundry detergent made my son sick? Like how? And I was like, that kind of was a spark that started the whole journey for me, man, because it's like, well, well, if laundry detergent can make my infant sick, what else can do that? Like, what what's in our food? Like, what's in the house? I mean, not only the laundry room, but now what's under the sink? And, you know, what do we brush our teeth with? And, you know, and that literally just was the catalyst that, you know, opened my eyes to what is in our environment. So that the journey started for me a little over, you know, 10 and a half years ago. Um, and I guess I became like, a full-blown non-toxic conspiracy theorist where I just started researching everything. And uh, yeah, so that's how it started, you know, about a decade ago. Yeah. And Stephen, a lot of people listening to this podcast, they they get it. You know, our, our message is very clear. We always say it over and over again as a general concept, get away from toxins. And I say it that way always because I think what we're trying to do is go against the mindset of I think certainly a Western mindset of thinking, you know, something's going on, like what you just described, go to a quote-unquote expert, get something fancy or something you don't understand that well, like a pharmaceutical drug, you know, you got to get chemicals from a, a licensed medical doctor, and you know, you got to get in there and fix the problem, and no one's actually asking what the cause is of so many things that people struggle with, from brain fog chronic fatigue, breaking out into rashes, having all these skin issues, itching, and like you say, visible rashes that you can see that freak parents out, no doubt. All it is is getting away from toxins. We talk about it with water. We talk about it with overexposing yourself to wireless technology. And here it is with this podcast. We're diving deep into just what do you clean your clothes with? So important. Are you involved in the chemical industry? I think this is going to be uh, an interesting part of our discussion. I am, yeah. So now, just about six years ago, um, I, you know, we moved to northern Michigan to kind of get out of the New York City rat race, and uh, I met my partner, Ruth. Um, she was pitching at a local angel investor pitch night, which I'm a member of a, a little angel investing group here in northern Michigan. And she was pitching to raise money for her startup, and she was making non-toxic eco um, laundry products, and she was selling them at farm markets and health food stores around Michigan. And, you know, clearly because of the story I just shared with you, it resonated well with me. Um, so I invested in the company, and we've had quite a few pivots and ups and downs over the years. Um, but we launched a company um, three years ago called MyGreenFills.com, and what we do is uh, ship non-toxic um, laundry care products, amongst other things, to people's doors. But we do it in a, in a unique way. Uh, we ship an empty laundry jug and then just ship refills. So um, we're a membership-based uh, site. But yeah, we are a chemical manufacturer just three doors down from where I'm sitting right now. We have 
a factory where we, you know, blend and manufacture cleaning products and, and bottle and label and a whole bunch of stuff. So, yeah, we are definitely a chemical manufacturer. Okay, so there you go. I'm already hearing the bells going off, not only in my own head, but certainly multiple heads out there, all the people who are listening to this show right now. You're a chemical manufacturer. So technically speaking, in a natural health world, that makes you a bad guy. So I guess I got to ask you the obvious question. Are you a bad guy? Well, you know, the predeposition would be that since I'm a chemical manufacturer, I'm a bad guy. But here's something that we do. We list all of our ingredients. Um, you know, I, I come from a school, Jonathan, uh, and I have like a little bit of an internal credo of ask questions and question everything. And that's actually on our company creed, which we have posted everywhere. But uh, we give people the ability to, to research everything. We list every single ingredient. You know, most manufacturers hide behind the fragrance loophole, um, which is, you know, anything under 1% as long as it's not a, a true documented carcinogen, which there are not many in our industry. But if they are, um, if it's under 1%, you basically don't even need to list it on a label, and you could just call it a fragrance and you're good. But we list all of our ingredients. Um, we give everybody the opportunity to, to research all of them. All of our ingredients are, um, you know, EWG um, ones and twos. Uh, even our, even our, you know, plant-based oils and essential oils are all, you know, deemed non-toxic. But we list all of our ingredients, so we don't ask anybody to trust us. Um, we'll give everybody the ability to research all of them. We don't hide behind big fancy chemical names listed all right there. That's very good. Now, but again. People say chemicals. I mean, let's just ask the obvious question, Stephen. Are any of these harmful if you put too much, say, in a load of laundry or, you know, things like this that people might be thinking? It's a great question. So all of our products, you know, we have a full line of products, um, are non-toxic. Um, so and the way that we um, determine toxicity um, is by a few different factors. One, we also clearly do our own independent testing. We do some third-party lab testing. But we really go th go by the raw ingredients that we purchase, and we do a really deep dive into all of our suppliers and where they source and, and how they manufacture the raw ingredients. So all of, again, all of our you know our, our cleaning agents are all plant-based ingredients. Um, we don't use any synthesized petroleum chemicals in any of our products. Um, so yeah, I mean everything that we do are is non-toxic, hypoallergenic. The way that we we formulated all of our cleaning line um, is that they don't leave any residual chemicals behind. You know, conventional cleaning products and you know detergents and fabric softeners and dryer sheets and the beads and kind of like this you know kind of a labyrinth, very smelly stuff when you walk down the aisle. They're actually chemically designed to leave a film on the clothes. Um, it's not by accident that when you open up the dryer or when you open up your drawer that your clothes smell like, you know, springtime Hawaiian breeze or whatever they call it. Um, it's because it's, it's, they're chemically designed to do so. And they use a carrier chemical called, you know, family of chemicals called surfactants, which is a fancy word for suds makers, right? They're surface area reducing agents. And what these chemicals do is they carry fragrance. So they'll let the perfume stick and adhere to the clothing longer. They'll carry uh, ultraviolet brighteners, UV brighteners, which trick, your, trick our eyes into believing that our clothes are bright when really they're just emitting a photoluminescent glow under artificial lighting. So these chemicals are specifically designed to leave a film behind on clothes. 
And quite to the opposite, our formulator, Ruth is my partner, um, we specifically formulate not to leave anything behind. So that's how you know we can make a hypoallergenic claim is because you know even if you use three or four times the suggested dosing for a high efficiency washer, we still will not leave any residual chemicals behind. Um, so that's you know so no UV brighteners, um, the, the fragrance you know quote unquote that we that we use um, is the majority is essential oils um, and we do use some plant based oils in order to help carry the essential oils through the wash and dry cycle um, and we also have an unscented version of all of our products that have no scent at all um, which are you know clearly amazingly hypoallergenic so that's how we make the claims that we do Jonathan and and you know why we're so passionate about um, you know, what we do is, you know, we don't leave anything behind on clothes. We'll do the job, get get clothes clean, but then don't leave anything behind. Yeah, I want to get into a little bit more of these cleaning products that are out there on the market. Not your company, but the ones that most people are familiar with. We're going to talk a little bit more about that and some of the tips that you want to give us about choosing some of the best cleaning products in just a moment. But first, I just want to thank our sponsor, Live On Labs, makers of the highest quality nutritional supplements on the market. The difference is in the delivery system. To learn more, visit liveonlabs.com. That's L-I-V-O-N-L-A-B-S dot com. Stephen, you, you were just saying very, very quickly some of these things that are in some of these products. I think probably one of the most important things to realize is what you said very quickly, which is a lot of this crap, and it's all I can think about, is just what these horrible ingredients if they're less than 1%, I think most people would think, oh, it's not a big deal, but that they don't even have to be put on the label. I'm just curious, how many of those ingredients do you think would go into, say, a laundry soap? I mean, would it be just maybe one chemical that is less than 1% in a product, or could it be a lot of different things that synergistically, I'm thinking in my own mind, not to be such an expert in cleaning products, but synergistically seeing more than one of these, you know, supposedly innocent small amounts of chemicals working together with each other could really give a bad reaction to people. Sure. And as well, these chemicals are bioaccumulative, so they don't go away. So let's, I'll talk about laundry chemistry. So as far as a soap. So there's there's a distinction between a soap and a detergent. So a soap is something that was made from a fat right, that was saponified. So the way that our ancestors, you know, great grandmothers, you know, made soap way back in the day was they took some type of an animal fat or an oil and then they hit it and they, they saponified it with a caustic material. So like ash, soda ash or sodium hydroxide. And when you take a super alkaline material and you mix that with an oil, it makes soap. And that's how bar soap is made. And, you know, you go to the health food store and you get natural soap. So it's basically fat with an alkaline material, and that's what creates soap. So laundry soap is typically, um, you know, homemade laundry, laundry soap recipes. You take bar soap and you grate it and you mix it with washing soda, borax, and some other things, and that's how you make laundry soap. And, that, and they work really good um, to a certain extent. They, they can leave clothes dingy. But now with high-tech washers, those uh, laundry soaps can actually wreak havoc on washing because they kind of like clog things up because you have these little clumps of soap. 
Now, the higher tech laundry detergents, right, that, you know, that was, you know, started off in the 1950s and 60s with the boom of the petrochemical industry, those are actually detergents. And what, um, what makes the suds there are surfactants mostly, um, and those are synthesized chemicals. So instead of using, you know, bare fat and, you know, ash from a fire to make soap, you have a petroleum derivative hit with some other alkaline material or combination of materials to make surfactants. Um, I'll just talk about, you know, you know this, here are the big famous ones, sodium, sodium lauryl sulfate or SLS, which is a commodity surfactant, very widely produced surfactant. It's in toothpaste, it's in laundry products, it's in hand soap and dish soap and just a, a plethora of, of, of products. Um, it, you know, is first derived from coconuts, coconut oil. But then it's synthesized in such a way that it is um, very much a, a skin irritant and respiratory irritant. Well, there's another one, a commodity called Triton 100. Triton is a, another commodity um, ingredient um, that you could buy by tanker. I could literally have a tanker delivered to my factory three doors down um, and, and pumped into it. Well, it's, it's put in laundry detergent. It's put in, you know, cleaning products, shampoos, detergents, soaps. But it's actually even put in vaccines now. Um, it's it, it, the same surfactant that could be used to clean your deter clean your clothes can be put in a, in a vaccine because it reduces um, uh, the surface area of the cell wall that it could actually help um, certain chemicals pass the blood brain barrier. So anyway, so with that said, synthesized detergents are using these surfactants. But what they do, as I kind of talked about earlier, is they're designed not only to reduce surface area to remove soils and stains, but because they're thick and because they can, um, you know, linger behind, they're used as a carrier so that uh, perfumes, um, fragrances can actually adhere better inside um, the fabrics, the fabric wall of your garments and also carry ultraviolet brighteners. So, you know, kind of when you have like this kind of pharmacopoeia cocktail of these chemicals, um, there's really not a lot of research on what happens when they all, you know, get mixed together. Individually, they may be innocuous, but when you start adding them all together, they start creating different chemical compounds. And, yeah, they, they are designed to be left behind on the largest organ of our body um, and, you know, able to be absorbed into our bodies. Look, I think that just on an intuitive level, everybody really gets it. I mean, once you start eating healthier and your whole body, you feel better and stronger and healthier. You walk down those aisles in a supermarket where those cleaning products are. It's not just about what you're absorbing through your skin. And I think that was a very important point, Stephen, what you were saying about it being bioaccumulative. Because when they're saying that these things are so little, don't worry about it, go back to sleep— the point is, it's on all of these things, in our food, in medications, in cleaning products, household cleaning products, laundry soaps. It's this little bit, little bit, little bit that keeps adding up month after month, year after year, until eventually somebody has a problem. With your child so young, you had this serious reaction very early on. And again, just remind us, how quickly did that rash problem go away when you cleaned up his act, like literally got those chemicals away from him? How fast did it change? Three days. I mean, that's incredible. So, and not only is it being absorbed into the skin, into our bloodstream, our lymphatics, but what I was getting at before with the supermarket aisle is when you walk by, how sickening it feels because you're breathing it into your lungs. So 
you know, sure, I mentioned autoimmune disorders and allergies, but, you know, man, people have got to be thinking about their lungs as well. And so this is important to stay away from. Some tips that you have, Stephen, real quick for a couple minutes here on choosing some of the best cleaning products, what would you say? Well, I would say a couple things. One, if it has a color to it, if it's blue, green, you know, which which are these, you know, UV brighteners, stay away. There's no reason to have those. Um, but here's a really cool tip. If, you, if you're using even, you know, an eco product or you're using, you know, a conventional product, take your towel off, you know, right, you know, out of the closet, get a clean bowl of water and submerge your towel or your sheet or, you know, your shirt inside uh, the bowl and agitate it up. If suds, if little micro bubbles, if the water starts to get cloudy, if you have little bubbles forming on the edge of the bowl, well, those are residual laundry chemicals built up in your fabrics. And if those start to build up and you start seeing that cloud of chemicals in the bowl, well, when you perspire, that's happening on your skin. So the first thing to do is make sure you're not leaving residual chemicals behind on your fabrics because there's no reason for them to be there. Um, and if they are, stop using that stuff right? and get, get those things out. There's no reason to have them at all. Um, you know, a, a very large chemical manufacturer, one of the biggest on the planet ever, you know, back in the 80s, they did a study. What do people want in laundry? They want brighter brights and brighter whites. But in the recent years, more studies have come out that people don't want brighter brights and, and whiter whites. That's what they thought they wanted. What people really wanted was smell. They wanted the perception of clean. And we've done our own studies where we've handed people a dirty rag, literally a dirty stained rag that smells beautiful, you know, filled with perfume. And we hand them a perfectly clean glowing hand towel that smells like nothing and say, which one's cleaner? And seven times out of 10, the people that, you know, they, they actually put, they smell it and they say, this one's cleaner and it's a dirty rag because we've been, we've been duped, right? And we're, and we're tricked through our nose to thinking that these things are clean. So if things really smell powerful and pungent, there's a, there's a reason for it. Natural scents, right? Essential oils are volatile. They evaporate very quickly. So if things smell really strong, if you can't um, uh, pronounce the words, if you can't easily research the ingredients, if you get hit, if you see a thing that says parfum or fragrance, stay away. You don't know what could be in there. You asked the question earlier, Jonathan, how many, how many chemicals can be in there? Well, a, a, a regular laundry soap could have like five or six. But, you know, some of these, you know, more sophisticated, you know, blue and green, they can have up to 100 chemicals in there between, you know, 30 or 40 different things just to make a fragrance. Um, you know, surfactants. They have, oh, non-ionic surfactant, ionic surfactant. Well, those could be five or 10 or 20 different surfactants. So, you know, manufacturers, we have the ability to hide a lot of things. Like in the food world, you know, the, you know, food manufacturer constantly has the FDA walking through, making sure labels are good and, you know, products rotated and taking temperatures because it's a highly regulated space. Thank God it is because we ingest those things. But you know, in the last seven years that we've, you know, had our company, guess how many times somebody's walked through our door and agency to verify our, if our labels are true and our chemicals that are, we say are in there really there? How many times do you think people have walked through it, our, our factory to verify? I would guess the number is zero. It's zero. And unless you actually hurt somebody or you have a lawsuit, that's when somebody shows up. So we're really on the, you know, the whole industry is on the honor system. And it's, you know, it's the foxes managing the hen house. 
So that's why we're very transparent. We put all our put all of our ingredients on our label and verify. If, if 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 one of these ingredients rub you the wrong way, then that's okay. At least we told you so. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's it's a very interesting space, and that's why we're on a mission to create change in an industry that is in desperate need of change and reform. Um, so we're the tip of the spear, man, and it's really exciting um, because we've you know now part of this really kind of viral growing revolution. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and you know, it's strange how, and I say strange in a fun way, how these uh, shows get scheduled for me. You know, our last podcast was extremely popular, and it was all about exposing the wine industry. And it's funny, from one liquid, in a sense, to another, although some people use powders to clean their clothes, but it looks like we're exposing the laundry industry as well. You know, two podcasts back-to-back where we're really providing solutions. There is an answer for you. It is not expensive. You're going to be pleasantly surprised at the end of the show. We're going to talk about it in just a moment. Plus, I have a really cool question to ask Stephen about the fact that he's employing deaf women in Jamaica. You heard me right. There's no pun intended. We're going to talk about why he does that. What's going on with that in just a moment. But first, I want to thank our sponsor one last time, Live On Labs, makers of the highest quality nutritional supplements on the market. The difference is in the delivery system. To learn more, visit liveonlabs.com. That's L-I-V-O-N-L-A-B-S dot com. Stephen, I just said something that I'm sure seems quite odd, I guess, for people to hear about somebody who's in the business of creating a laundry products and cleaning products, but you're employing deaf women in Jamaica. What is that all about? We are a mission-driven company, um, and we take our responsibility to the environment, to people's lives, um, really serious. So, you know, one of the products that we make is called Dryer Angels. And, you know, years ago, we made a product called Dryer Buddies. And Dryer Buddies was a, uh, a teddy bear that you would refill with, you know, we use a, 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 an organic um, corn cob blend. And we sent that with our essential oils in our, in our you know, and we, you throw that in a dryer. And it fluffs up the clothes, and it leaves a really pleasant smell behind um, without using, you know, silicones and different um, silicone-based products and, and, and petroleum-based products and fragrances in order to get your clothes to smell really nice. But our supplier that made those, those dryer buddies for us, those little teddy bears, went out of business. So we were on a search for, you know, new, a replacement for dryer buddies. And we did what any good business in the United States would do. We went to China. And we said, hey, let's, let's, you know, get these products made in China. And we worked out great. It was about, you know, pennies on the, what we were currently spending. And I was just about to sign the purchase order and, and buy our first uh, um, order of teddy bears. And I had like a little check in my spirit and I said, nah, this doesn't feel right. So I, I had a, I, I sent them a, you know, a letter and I said, hey, I, I really, can you please verify that you don't use any child labor um, to manufacture our products? And they stopped calling me back. Was done. It's like, oh, well, cool. Thank you. I'm so happy that I didn't buy these things from this company and this manufacturer. But how do we do this now? Um, so my partner Ruth and I were doing some soul searching on it. Um, I said, well, part of our creed is to pay life forward. So how do we do that? Um, so Ruth, my partner, was you know has been supporting a, a deaf ministry um, in Jamaica for years. Um, it's called Caribbean Centers for the Deaf. 
amazing group of people where they um, really went down to Jamaica and they, they now employ and house um, deaf people that um, by their cultural standards have been outcasted and, and some of which have a really colorful story, which I don't want to share publicly. Um, and we found out about it. So we called them up. And we said, hey, we love you. We want to support you. Do you guys have a sewing machine? They said, well, I think we can get our hands on a couple. Um, so now we employ five full-time women in Jamaica that are deaf. Um, they can't keep up with our growth, so now we're actually working with um, a few ministries out of um, India and here in the States where we are um, employing women that have been sex trafficked um, and, and basically buy them out of their trade, out of selling their bodies for money, and we're getting them and their family sustainable jobs um, to make a dryer sheet alternative. So, you know, what does, you know, employing sex trafficked women have to do with laundry detergent and laundry products? Nothing. Well, to us, it's everything. Uh, so we always look for ways to pay life forward and to create jobs where we can because um, it's easy just to go to a manufacturer that has a big fancy machine. It's it's really hard to do what we do sometimes. So I think one of the secrets to our success, Jonathan, is scale the things that are unscalable, um, and we're doing it, and it's it's really awesome. No, I think it's great, Stephen, what you're doing is you're just following your heart, using obviously behind that passion and that emotion, as I always like to promote on these programs, using a lot of intelligence as well. You're using your mind very wisely, and I think it's great. You know, that's what this is all about. People, I think it's so easy to complain about things, to be stressed out about stuff, but, you know, when giving a lot of thought to something Get away from those things that are just stressful. Get better opportunities for yourself. Give better opportunities to others. And wow, the world can really change. Stephen, I know that we have a solution by people just simply, if you are listening to the show, by the way, away from the podcast page, that's fine. When you get a chance, go to naturalhealth365.com. You can click on the podcast link and go to this podcast where you're going to see a link where you can go directly to Stephen's company. The link is mygreenfills.com forward slash naturalhealth365. We will put the link on the page. But Stephen, before we leave for today, do you got any final comments for our listeners? Here's something I'm very passionate about, and that is economy. And that is, you know, how things get done. You know, years ago, when you know you and I were and, and others were saying, you know, eat organic, right? And you know, organic spinach. Let's say I use that as an example, an easy one that most people understand. Years ago, organic spinach was three to five times the price of the non-organic spinach. But now you have major retailers selling organic spinach at the same or sometimes even cheaper than non-organic spinach. Well, how did that happen? Well, this is what I know about business. It wasn't through philanthropy. So the big manufacturers of spinach and the growers of spinach didn't say, you know what, we want to do right by people, so let's just lose money growing organic spinach. Enough people voted with their dollars and enough people voted with their wallets to say this is what we want. And the market created demand. And as a result, industry pivoted. And they had no choice because people wanted it. And as a result, you see the price and the availability of organic spinach becoming readily available to the point where it's literally the, the mass of the market is organic spinach. And I think something that we all have to understand that these little micro commitments we make through the day, 
you know, whether it's an organic wine, as you, as you allude to a few minutes ago, or whether it's a, a non-toxic cleaning product or, you know, eating something that's, you know, that, that was sustainably sourced locally. The more we vote with our dollars, the, the, it'll be no choice but for industries to pivot and adapt or they'll go out of business. And most businesses are in the business of staying in business. So with that said, my encouragement to everyone listening right now is to vote with your dollars. Vote with your money to the companies, the brands, the products, the food, the clothing, whatever it is, because as we do so and we make our micro commitments on our budget, how we can, when we can, the world can change and it will change. And the products that, are, that we put on our back and what we eat and so forth will pivot by the dollars that we vote with. So my encouragement is vote with your dollars and don't be bashful with it. Now, that's an empowering message, and that's exactly what we talk about in all of our shows throughout so many of the articles we produce here at Natural All 365. Whatever you can, whenever you can, one of the most empowering things you can do is to stop spending money in the wrong direction. And again, like you say, Stephen, you know, just put your dollars into the things that make the most sense for you that absolutely make you feel better. And I can't tell you how good it feels. And I'm sure a lot of people can connect with what I'm about to say, how good it feels to go to those local farmers markets to put money into companies like yours, Stephen. It just feels so good that we know that we're supporting something that is so much better for this world. Stephen, we uh, spent quite a bit of time with this. I think it's an important topic. And I just want to thank you so much for your time today. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for all the work you do. The show was brought to you by NaturalHealth365.com. Are you looking for natural health solutions? Visit NaturalHealth365.com for a free subscription to our newsletter, free shows, plus some great gifts. Thank you for listening. And be sure to join us next week for another great show. 